is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! Oh, a wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has been matched and more. Action and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the Championship. Pompey take one giant leap closer to the playoff places. Bishop against Belshaw. Pompey looking to make it two. Long wait for Bishop. Short run up. Bishop scores into the bottom corner. And Colby Bishop makes it Bristol Rovers nil. Portsmouth two. Goldby Bishop with his 21st and 22nd goals of the campaign at the weekend to help the Blues to back-to-back away wins in the space of just four days. Bristol Rovers on the receiving end of that one. And as is becoming quite customary, but should also come as no shock, Rovers boss Joey Barton had a few choice words after the final whistle. For what I think is a yellow card tackle, bit of frustration from a young player he gives a straight red card um, so we feel cheated we feel aggrieved today because you know big decisions in the game a lot of them have, have gone against us we'll take a listen to another Barton meltdown as well as the post-match thoughts of the man who caused those tears Colby Bishop talks about his electric form of late 20 is always I think as a striker like you your goal um, so to get there already and get past it is good just want to keep going now keep scoring goals Blues head coach John Mussino also features and is full of praise for his side's top scorer. He's brilliant in leading the line, he's mobile, he can hold the ball, he can link play and like you saw today he puts the ball in the back of the net when he needs to. What did you make of Pompey's display at the Memorial Stadium at the weekend? Does the gaffer need to build around his talisman in the off-season to create a side capable of challenging even higher in the table? And would you like to see a permanent return for goalkeeper Matt Macy following the expiration of his loan deal at the end of this campaign. 81400 is our text number. Be sure to start those messages with the word express. Sport at expressfm.com is where to direct your emails. Otherwise, it's at expressfm on Twitter and on Facebook. Head to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Plenty to get through before seven o'clock. A very good evening and a warm welcome to what should be a really fun show this evening. You're listening to 93.7 Express FM and this is the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Well, welcome into another instalment of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you as ever by our friends over at Stagecoach Across the South, getting you from A to B across the South Coast and through Hampshire with a minimum of bus. You can visit stagecoachbus.com for even more information on the services they can provide in your area so as you've just heard there so so much to get through over the course of the next hour or so here on express fm as we bring you a 
full review of Pompey's 2-0 victory over Bristol Rovers at the weekend. Later on, we'll come on to hear the post-match thoughts of both Colby Bishop and John Musino, and we'll also get the thoughts of Kev Stokes and Reese Harding as we sort of preview Pompey's next game. It's the Hampshire Cup quarter-final away at AFC Bournemouth tomorrow evening. We'll come on to discuss that one in a little bit of detail a little later on in tonight's show. But before we go anywhere else with this evening's edition of the Football Hour, a reminder of what went down at the Memorial Stadium at the weekend. Pompey took their side to Bristol Rovers to take on Joey Barton's men looking to do the double over the gas. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. And we are underway. And there is good noise levels inside the Memorial Stadium. Corner comes in towards the edge of the six yard box. The header is just wide. That's a chance for Bristol Rovers, the closest either side of cars. Raggett coming forward over halfway. Finds Tunnicliffe. And Tunnicliffe through to Bishop. He must be offside. Flag stays down. Bishop off the post and in. And Colby Bishop has scored. 21 for the season. Bristol Rovers are furious that the flag stayed down. Bishop didn't worry about that. And the finish was emphatic. Bristol Rovers now Porter Dwar. Past a couple of challenges. He's trying to go past more. He's great to the chance for Marquis. Head to the box. Oh, Marquis sends it out of the ground. He's cleared the stand away to our left. This is good from Bishop. Into the box. Bishop across the face to Hackett. That's excellent defending and very necessary defending from Evans to put it behind for a poppy corner. Here's Evans outside the penalty area. Tries a reverse ball. It's a good one. Into the box. Collins, what can he do on his left foot? Set up to the far post. Bristol Rovers attack it and it goes wide. It is still 1-0 to Portsmouth. Warning signs though. Ogilvy down towards the dead ball line, driving round the defence from the loose in the six yard bonus. And Pompey are going to be awarded a penalty kick for a foul on Paddy Lane. Lane was trying to get to the loose ball after Belshaw had fumbled the initial effort. Bishop against Belshaw. Pompey looking to make it two. Long wait for Bishop. Short run up. Bishop scores into the bottom corner. It's 22 for the season. Bishop makes it Bristol Rovers nil, Portsmouth 2. James Bell puts the whistle to his lips and blows it. And Portsmouth have beaten Bristol Rovers by two goals to nil. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights then of Pompey's 2-0 win over Bristol Rovers on Saturday afternoon, delivered to you by Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham from BBC Radio Solent. Right, some other results from the weekend. Then a big one at Central Bank, Lincoln City. Finally beaten on home soil this season in the league. They lost by three goals to nil at home to Peterborough United. Elsewhere, it finished Atkinson Stanley nil, Milton Keynes Dons one, Cambridge United one, Charlton Athletic two, Cheltenham Town three, Exeter City one, Derby County nil, Fleetwood two. Ipswich 2, Shrewsbury Town 0, Morecambe 1, Oxford United 1, Plymouth Argyle 2, Forest Green Rovers 0, Port Vale 2, Burton Albion 3 and Wickham Wanderers 0, 
Barnsley won. So some favourable results there from League One over the course of the weekend as far as Pompey are concerned, who move up to ninth in the table for the first time in what seemed like forever. They've been rooted into that tenth position. So Pompey ninth on 57 points, now just seven points behind Bolton in sixth with a game in hand. At the top of the table, Sheffield Wednesday still unbeaten since the 4th of October. They remain top of the tree with 78 points, one point clear of Plymouth in second with two games in hand. Plymouth, as I mentioned, in second place with 77 points, with Ipswich closely behind in third with 75. They have now won six on the trot, have Kieran McKenna's Ipswich Town. Also in the playoffs, Barnsley, Derby County and the aforementioned Bolton Wanderers. Peterborough United and Wickham Wanderers separate the Blues from those playoff places. Down at the bottom, the Forest Green Rovers remain rooted to the spot of the table. They are on 23 points. They are now 13 points adrift of safety. Uh, and actually seven points behind their nearest competitor, Cambridge United, in 23rd. They are both joined alongside Morecambe and Accrington Stanley in those relegation spots. So plenty to discuss here on the Football Hour between now and seven o'clock. And to help me to do just that, I'm delighted to say joining me this evening is our very own host of That 80 Show. It is Mr. Kevin Stokes. Kev, good evening. Good evening, Jake. How are you, mate? You all right? I am absolutely brilliant, Kev. Good. Brilliant. Good After, Saturday, isn't it? it was, oh, yeah, they, they don't get much better than that, do they? Three points <laughs> in the bag, clean sheet they... for Matt Macy, and an unhappy Joey Barton. Yeah, and a very um, ineffective Johnny Marquis as well. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> I found a ball in my back garden, I love it. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, great to get another three points. I actually know. Keep on, keeping on. Yeah, I actually know you, you mentioned the ball, Kev. I actually know a funny story, and this is true. It's the goddamn truth. Um, someone I know went to the game on Saturday. Um, they were a little bit late to the match, admittedly, um, but upon walking to the Memorial Stadium um, along the road behind that away end, uh, where John Marquis had sailed that ball over the top of Matt Macy's goal, my friend of mine found a match football. And he brought it into the ground with him. And upon the stewards asking him, where did you get that ball from? He just said, no, this is mine. I brought it with me. And they believed him because who doesn't take a match football to an away day with them? But yeah, that, that actually was true. And he found it halfway down the road, behind the road, behind the other way. And so, um, yeah, ineffective John Mark was who before. Anyway, alongside myself and Kev this evening, uh, we have Mr. Reese Harding also joining us over the phone lines. Reese, a very good evening to yourself. Good evening to you too. Hope you're well. Very well, thank you. You, you were at the game on Saturday, Reese. You were actually in that. You were in the tent behind that that goal, weren't you? At the yes. weekend. Yes, I was. I, I want to ask you a question because I've seen on social media since that victory for Pompey. Now, upon many trips to the Memorial Stadium, a lot of Pompey fans would have preferred to be in that sort of terrace to the side of the pitch, you know, tucked away in that corner where you can't really see much. But because it's a terrace, because you're standing up, um, that seems to have in recent years, been the preferred destination for Pompey fans going to Bristol Rovers. But I've actually seen a lot of shouts from social media since the game that actually that tent where the seats are, where it doesn't look too appealing, actually generated a bit bit of a better atmosphere and actually was probably the most fun place to be if you're a Pompey fan. Well, I've been to both now. I've been to Bristol Rovers twice and I was in the terrace and I was in uh, the undercover section. And I do love a terrace. Um but on this occasion, we got our tickets a little bit late, so we, we had to settle with the terrace. And, 
it was actually all right in there. Um, yeah, we got a bit of an atmosphere going. The issue is with a terrace sometimes is you can't generate the noise like, under a roof, mm -hmm. um, which I think we had. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. And I mean, the fans are great crowd, so it was a really good day. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll think twice about booking. Uh, if I see if I see that tent go again, if we ever play Bristol Rovers again, <laughs> then I might have to uh, get them seats. Yeah. Um, before we really dissect uh, the ins and outs of Saturday, Kev, uh, just want to rewind all the way back to August when Danny Cowley was in charge of Pompey. They beat Bristol Rovers in the reverse fixture by three goals to one at Fratton Park. And Mr. Joey Barton, and very rarely is to be fair to him, but he wasn't quite happy after the game, was he? I don't know if you can recall. I can recall that. You can, yes, you he, can recall he it. mocked a four-four-two setup. That he? was called, it. That was called it. the Cowley's PE teachers and everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it was this quote which um, which had me. Short period of time, we'll be at a Portsmouth. They're playing four-four-two. The Cowley's sound don't take you where you need to get to. Hmm. Brilliant. They're playing four-four-two. I won't, saw that, yeah. Won't take you where you need to get to. And we'll be okay. ahead of Portsmouth by the end of the season. Well, first of all, that's not quite working out too well for them. But the 4-4-2 thing, actually for the second half and a little bit towards the end of that first half on Saturday, guess who it was playing 4-4-2? And I'll give you a clue. It wasn't Pompey. <laughs> yeah, I did see that line-up of his. And uh, I did send him a cheeky tweet. Um, and deservedly so, I think. I mean... Yeah, it's, I'm surprised he's still there, really. But uh, he is. And uh, as Reece said, if he goes back to um, Bristol Rovers to watch us, it won't be for a while, I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Right, uh, we've had a bit of a discussion from Saturday's result. And in a few moments' time, we'll continue to pick apart the key talking points from the weekend's 2-0 victory for Pompey away at Bristol Rovers. But we're now going to take a few moments away to listen to a little bit of music. From the studio that brought you... Dry Your Eyes Joey, the debut single released by the former Manchester City and Queen's Park Rangers midfielder. After the side he now manages, Bristol Rovers, fell to a 3-1 defeat to Danny Cowley's Pompey outfit at Fratton Park early in the season. That a win for the Blues, who deployed a 4-4-2 formation against the Gas. Look, I, I don't want to be talking about officials because they're only fine, yeah. The referee, yeah, every decision, he goes with the crowd. It's, they've got to be better than that, and, and they cost people the jobs. I'm, I'm lucky I've got a great owner, but these mad, balmy decisions from part-time officials are killing the game. Dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Dry your eyes, mate. I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts But you've got to walk away now, it's over Referee gives a penalty for them, I've had a look back at it There's minimal contact, the lad does ever so well, throws himself on the floor In my opinion, ref couldn't wait to give it Dry your eyes, mate I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up There's plenty more fish in the sea Dry your eyes, mate. I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts. But you've got to walk away now. It's over. Trust me, within a short period of time, we'll be at a Portsmouth. They're playing 4-4-2, the Cowley's sound. Don't take you where you need to get to. We came into their stadium and took the ball off them. Dry your eyes, mate. 
And now, the sequel to that classic, here's Mr. Barton again with his own cover of the 90s hit Park Life. got to tread carefully here because they double down and, and they come after you for telling the truth so we can't tell the truth which is unfortunate the penalty that's given for the second goal I don't think is when I watch it back Paddy Lane pulls our player and then throws himself on the floor we feel cheated we feel aggrieved today because you know big decisions in the game a lot of them have, have gone against us the officials will sail off into the world of unaccountability as they do and again another good game of football ruined by incompetent officials Honestly, there's no point in me talking about it. Like We work hard all week and then it's just ruined by officials, so there's, there's no real point of talking about what actually happened in the game. It was really poor and, again, another good game ruined by um, officials who, who want to make it about themselves. We've got one job to do, to obviously do that job correctly, and um, that's what happens when you've got amateurs in a professional game. Unfortunately for us, the people that matter, the ones who actually have the responsibility of calling the game, you know, they make stuff up, they invent stuff that they think's happened. Is our Mr. Barton. Very good, Wow. I mean, Kev, the, the post-match comments on Saturday, again, from Joey, they didn't disappoint. Um, but let's, first of all, highlight <laughs> the big issue. And let's be fair to him. Colby Bishop's first goal, it was a mile offside. Yeah, it did look it, didn't it? I mean, the angle wasn't, uh, you know, your VR, VAR angle, but um, even with... Um, you know, a slight squint, you could see that was... Uh, mm. But, you know, <laughs> that's what we have to play to. So he played on, and didn't he take it well? Yeah, and uh, Reese Pompey themselves have been on the receiving end of plenty of uh, difficult decisions, shall you say, but it's how the uh, it's how the man in the dugout conducts himself in their post-match interviews, which separates, really, the two, the two yeah. teams. And, you know, it comes as no surprise that Joe Barton wasn't happy on, on Saturday. You can understand, particularly with the first goal. We'll come on to the other plenty of incidents after the break. But, yeah, you, you wouldn't hear really anyone else in, in, in the Football League really go at the, go at the media like that, would you? Exactly. I mean, it's one thing having decisions go against you, but it seems that every time you know, we face Joey Barton's teams. He, he just, it's, 
it's it? never about how the team played. It's no. just always about, he's always picking holes at other things. And um, yes, their first goal was unfortunate. Um, the fact, the, our first goal was unfortunate, sorry, because of um, the offside. But at the end of the day, Bristol Rose were the team that had chances that didn't score the goals. Um, perhaps they should look at themselves, the, the, the big chances that they missed as well, mm. um, rather than just pointing the fingers. Yeah, and uh, we will revisit those comments at the end of the season, Joey. Um, see where Bristol Rovers are compared to Pompey at the end of the campaign. We know it's not been the greatest of season for the Blues, but um, yeah, I, I still I still think we'll finish above above Bristol Rovers. Right, when we return, we'll continue to dissect Pompey's win at the Mem and hear what goal-scoring hero Colby Bishop had to say after his two strikes and the Blues' maximum points against Bristol Rovers. It's important because you come to these places and they have a lot of momentum. You know, the crowd gets behind them and it's tough sometimes, so things aren't going your way you know you can get caught up but that goal just set was you into the game and um yeah it's always good to score first isn't it join us again when the football hour returns after this this is the football hour 93.7 express fm the new stagecoach flexi 5 a bus ticket that works when you do for those who travel often but not every day these new flexible bus tickets are available as flexi 5 Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you, as always, by Stagecoach across the South. You can download the app right now by searching for Stagecoach on either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can even prepay for your ticket and track your bus on a live mapping system via their app as well. You join myself, Jake Smith, alongside that AT show uh, host Kevin Stokes and Mr. Reese Harding uh, to discuss all of the action from Pompey's 2-0 win at Bristol Rovers at the weekend. And Reese, myself and Kev spoke before the break about that first goal for Pompey, Colby Bishop, Miles offside. We spoke about it as well. And these things, they, they can go against you. They can sometimes work in your favour. It does ultimately, if we're being honest as Blues fans, more often than not go against us. So it is nice to have that um, sort of luck on our side this weekend. But away from the actual decision to give it offside or not, the, the finish from Colby Bishop, that was his 21st of the campaign. Very, very nice. At a tight angle, beating the keeper low. It hit the left post, hit the right post, and then trickled over the line. It was really aesthetically pleasing, wasn't it, the way it went in? Yeah, I mean, the the goal itself, I mean, from a backwards angle, we were, you know, behind the, the goal. Seeing it come off the post, it's it's not often that you get two two bites of the cherry, if you mm. like, um, because it it's it's come back perfectly for him and to him for him to finish that the the second time uh, and uh, nestle that away, it's it's a testament to his sort of ability um because really that could have pinged out to another striker and and they could have put too much on it or put it wide or whatever so it's it's really good for him and uh it's looking at him as a player as well the fact that he's got so many goals for us he's now we're now sort of heading into brett Pittman territory yeah um it's it's really good to have a striker as well who's confident on the ball. I mean, in, in recent games, his recent form has been on fire, incredible. I mean, what six or seven goals, a few assists as well. It's been it's been really good. So um, hopefully it continues, and hopefully we can uh, 
keep him scoring and hopefully keep him for a few more seasons. Yeah. And, and Kev, Reese mentions Brett Pittman there and, and really comparing the former Pompey striker uh, to the current Blues talisman. And, and yes, Colby Bishop is the first Pompey player to score 20 plus in all competitions for the Blues in just one season. Um, the first player to do so since Brett Pittman and those were kind of levels but Colby Bishop has been setting this campaign and even during that time between what October and mid-January January when Pompey had only won one league game out of 15 attempts Colby Bishop was still there he was still scoring the goals at the weekend two for two to his name um, on Tuesday night as well scoring against his former team regardless of how the Blues are playing you can always you can almost always rely on Colby Bishop to find the back of the net yes yeah I'm I'm really pleased how he's bounce back from that yeah that little blip two games where he missed four chances yeah. i would say very easy chances bounce back brilliantly that little back heel he got that that night it was that against uh, that cheeky one from the corner uh, oh why has my mind gone blank <laughs> yeah mine did but anyway from since then he's oh. he's looked a different player you mm-hmm. know he's responded well to the he got a little bit of stick um but goal scorers you know you put themselves we put ourselves in the frame to to get stick really you know if you don't mm. take your chances that's where it stops isn't it yeah. but he has been doing and it, and brilliantly much deserved the magic hat is back on <laughs> and um great penalty great first goal yes um Absolutely. on saturday yeah. yeah good good for him Absolutely. And we, we spoke about the blip, Reese. It really emphasises the kind of expectations that Colby Bishop himself has set amongst Pompey fans to expect of him this season. When you're talking about uh, a period of two games where Colby Bishop hasn't found the back of, back of the net. That was Lincoln away and Cheltenham at home um, a matter of five or six weeks ago. Um, since then, a goal against Bolton Wanderers at Fratton Park, a goal away at Cambridge, a goal away at Barnsley in that 3-1 defeat, a blank at home to Sheffield Wednesday, then followed by a goal away at Accrington Stanley and a brace on Saturday away at Bristol Rovers. So, six goals in his last six games and in that Cheltenham match, two assists despite not finding the back of the net. Um yes. He is, uh, I think it's fair to say, maybe alongside Johnson Clark Harris, who coincidentally they are the, the top two goal scorers in League One right now. But Colby Bishop is probably the man that you fear now as an opposing player coming to play against Pompey. You really don't want to, to see him on his good day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's another thing is that he has picked us up on in, in games that actually we haven't been able to find the back of the net. He's the one we've been relying on. And and maybe that says a bit about the team. Maybe we do need to find some more goal scorers in the team because as much as it's great that we have him as a as a as a uh, a goal scorer, as someone who we can rely on, actually we do need to find maybe one or two other players need to sort of get their goal scoring boots on because you can't always rely on him. Like you say, he didn't score against Lincoln, but then we didn't score at all against Lincoln. Um so as much as uh, the league is going to fear him, hopefully, you know, these uh, next few games, we still see that goal run against teams, that, you know, uh, towards the lower end of the table. Um, I think he needs to be supported with goals as well from other players. Um, but yeah, long may it continue and, uh, and hopefully he can get that golden boot. 
Oh, absolutely. Hopefully so. Um, just a matter of goals away from Johnson Clark Harris of Peterborough United is Colby Bishop, who is now the second top goal scorer in League One overall this season. And of course, Pompey's leading scorer uh, throughout the entire campaign in all competitions. So after his brace helped Pompey to maximum points away at Bristol Rovers on Saturday, Colby Bishop spoke to Henry Port after the full-time whistle, who first asked Vitala's man to describe his performance. Yeah, I think it was, um, we, we saw it was a tough place to come off and we've gone to two of the toughest places possibly this week and got two great results, so really good week for us. So we've started the game off with a really well-worked goal, got us off to the perfect start. Talk us through the opener. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a bit of um, something going on about it, but at the end of the day, like, if I have a chance, I'm just going to try and finish it, even if, I don't know if it is offside or onside, and lucky enough it went in, um, and it's always a good start away from home to get the first goal. How important was that, obviously, you know, we came to a place like Bristol Row, is always a tough away game, you know, getting us off to that start, how important was that? No, yeah, it's important because you come to these places and they have a lot of momentum, you know, the crowd gets behind them and it's tough sometimes, so if things aren't going your way, you know, you can get caught up, but that goal just set was you into the game and, um, yeah, it's, it's always good to score first, isn't it? Obviously, we held that 1-0 lead going into the break. What was the message at half-time? Just do the same things. Just don't get sucked into anything that we don't want to. Um, yeah, I think we played really well first half, and I think we carried it into the second half. They were always going to have times with the ball, but I thought we managed it really well. We saw a glimpse of there with Tony and Crackers as well. What's that team mentality like at the minute? No, yeah, well, it's, it's always better when you're winning, isn't it? You know, um, I think we have got a great set of lads here. Um, we all get on really well, and obviously, <laughs> you get on better when you win. Personally, we've obviously gone over the 20-goal mark now. How important is that as a team to, to achieve that? Uh, yes, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think like I said before, in the last couple of years, like twenty is always. I think as a striker, like you, your goal. Um, so to get there already and get past it is good. Just want to keep going now. Keep scoring goals. Second half felt much more like a professional performance. Obviously, getting that goal from the penalty spot, being able to celebrate with the away fan. Describe that moment to us. Yeah, it's class. I mean, <laughs> I've said it that many times now through the year. Like celebrating in front of those guys when they come away is just special to me. Um, yeah, it's class and. They came in the numbers again. They were really loud. Yeah, I'm just saying a big thank you to them. As mentioned, that's two away wins this week. How important is that momentum going to the final few games of the season? Yeah, I think, um, listen, you always seem to be better in the next game when you win. So if we can just keep winning, let's see what happens. Colby Bishop speaking to Henry Porter after the full-time whistle on Saturday. Kev, one of the questions I asked on social media prior to this evening's edition of the Football Hour was how important is it for John Messina to try and build and mould his Pompey team around Colby Bishop to really suit his play style next season in order for potentially the Blues to become you know, that side that, that bridge that gap between where they are now in ninth position and maybe a team to challenge for the top two? Yeah. Yeah, if you can... Well, we have find a goal scorer like that. Let's play to his strengths. You know, the guy is very good in the air. I think he plays personally. I think he plays better in a two. Um, it's a shame that um, Piggott got um, mm. that red card and suspension. We didn't appeal that, did we? We, we did not. A... No. Um, no. Don't get me started, Kev, because I, I think we should have done. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think he could work a little bit on his uh, hold-up play, but he does link play when he does get hold of the ball mm. but putting if we got a winger either side balls into the box I would back him all the time if he's facing goal with a header on um, I like the way he plays yeah yeah on the subject of Colby Bishop, um, Reese, uh, as, as good as it is when you've got a striker or any player here in the kind of form that Colby Bishop is, that unfortunately does come with rumours of, of, of transfers. Um, Colby Bishop, we know, is um, under contract to Pompey for a couple of seasons with an option to extend for a further 12 months. So there's no real risk of losing Colby Bishop on a three at the end of the campaign and, and not being able to sort out sort of contract talks. But... 
it's been reported this week um, by a couple of local journalists uh, that Colby Bishop has uh, attracted the interest of Ipswich Town. That comes as no surprise, A, because Colby Bishop is scoring lots of goals, B, because it's Ipswich and they'll buy anyone. Um, but how important do you think it is that Pompey, on this occasion, they, they don't cash in on what is undoubtedly their biggest asset and they do continue to try and keep Colby Bishop within this team. I know that to some extent you can't just prevent a player from leaving if they truly, truly want to. But this season or in the off-season ahead of the next campaign, Pompey need to perhaps bite that bullet and, and avoid any sort of offer that comes in. And, and just try and build that team that is finally going to get us out of this division. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, players like him um, don't come around for us very often. Um, as we were talking about him, comparing him with Brett Pittman, you know, Brett Pittman was, oh, how many seasons ago now he scored scored all them goals, five, six seasons or whatever now. It's just, it's we can't look at the money and think, oh, yeah, that's great, because actually you can, sometimes you buy players, um, and, and it doesn't work out. Look at Sunderland with Will Green, for example. It, it, uh, when you've got a great player and you can actually build a team around him, um, it, it's definitely worth um, trying to hold down the fort in a way. And as well as that, they're all rumours because you mm, never know. Ipswich might not get promoted um, depending on how things finish. There might be interest from out elsewhere. Um, Colby might want to stay, you know, or, or, or might have no interest in leaving uh, or anything like that. Um but yeah, it's. I think it's it's vital that we 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 get the most out of him. And 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 in fact, Colby himself at Accrington, um, I think I saw, I think it's Accrington's owner on Twitter saying that yeah. Colby Bishop didn't want to. Uh, it, you know, he was he was good. He stayed for another season, and then they respected his wishes um, to leave the club. Mm. Um, and I think if he shows that sort of sort of uh, mentality, that professionalism there, and things like that, and he works with them, I think he could very much work with us as well. And and yeah, it'd be. I think. I think. Um, I don't think it wants to leave. No. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, Atkinson chairman uh, and owner uh, Andy Holt. Um, uh, yeah, when and Colby Bishop had left Atkinson last year to come and join Pompey on a on a reduced um, uh, value uh, compared to what he was being offered. Andy Holt for his services a couple of seasons prior. Um, yeah, that that was Atkinson really repaying the loyalty that Colby Bishop had shown them to stay at the club, and they acknowledged the fact that him sort of running out that contract or running it a little bit further down would have then sort of reduce that value on him um speaking of money kev and you know we sit here and we talk about the fact that we want to keep colby bishop at pompey no matter what because ultimately as far as we're concerned as things stand with this sort of stable ownership we've got at the club now with no risk of debt or you know money issues as plenty of other clubs are going through however if there was to be a valuation on colby bishop's head and a team were to come in and say give us your price what would be the bare, bare minimum, given the way the football's going right now, the absolute bare minimum, Kev, that you would like to see Colby Bishop leave Pompey for? We all want him to stay, yes, but if there had yeah. to be a price. Well, my first question, how many centre-forwards do Ipswich want? Crikey, they've got <laughs> about 17. All of them. Yeah, and they've all played for Pompey. <laughs> but anyway, um, that question, yeah, well, I don't know what, players go for in these divisions actually but let's say i don't know three million is that is that a very small figure i don't know but it needs to be in the millions doesn't it oh absolutely yeah but, and then we yeah. and if we do have to sell him if if the guy wants to go then you know it's a chance to 
rebuild again, which yeah. we don't want to do. I'd sooner he stayed, make him feel loved, Absolutely. tell him there's going to be two brilliant wingers they are going to provide all the crosses <laughs> and he's going to score about 30 goals next year. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And, and, that's the way we have to work with him, I think. Yeah, definitely. And, and Reese, I reiterate, I do not want Colby Bishop to go anywhere. However, same question to yourself, if there was a price tag on Colby Bishop, where would you set that? Um, I, I agree with uh, Kevin. It's... Uh, it's... It's a tough one um, because I'd say around three million maybe, but it's hard to judge because when George Hurst was um, sort of firing for us at the end of last season, uh, people were speculating like, oh, how much do you think? What was it like, Leicester? If they were to sell him, mm. you know, what you know, what would they want for him? Blah blah blah. blah. And I, I remember figures being chucked around, you know, million or more. And I just think that Carl Bishop's been in such great form this season, much better than George Hurst found last season, for mm. example, that it would have to be multi-million. Um, it's just, it's the, it's the other side of it. It's, yes, if you were to let him go for these, for millions, what what could you get in return? What could you buy then with those millions? So I think, yeah, three millions are a respectable mark. Yeah. Colby Bishop, if you are listening on off chance, please stay. Don't go anywhere. Promotion party is on. If not this season, because it's still likely, it's still, there's still a possibility yeah. of that happening next season. Hopefully, not to sound like a Liverpool fan, hopefully next year <laughs> is Pompey's year. Um, going back to, to Colby Bishop and obviously the centre of attention for plenty of reasons, Kev, we, we're speaking about valuations and something I actually cropped out of his post-match interview with Henry on Saturday was this. <laughs> 500 grand absolute bargain. 500 grand absolute bargain, screamed both Joe Morrell and Ryan Tunnicliffe as they walked behind Colby Bishop delivering um, that, that post-match interview. But give them the context and how many goals he scored this season. We spoke about um, Accrington's loyalty to him and being able to allow him to remain at the club and sort of run down that contract a bit more, knowing that they would get less money for him when Pompey ultimately came in. Um, it, it does seem like an absolute bargain, doesn't it, given the way the football is progressing right now? £500,000 for a, a striker, which is second top goal scorer in the, in the division. 20-plus uh, goals already, 22 at the stage, with, what, nine matches remaining. Yeah, it is a bargain. It is, yeah, half a million. Yeah, it was a it was a good deal. And and a, was he on till 2025, I think, his contract, um, which is quite... I bump with some foresight, which mm. is great. Um, yeah, no, I just hope he is. Yeah, that, he said it in that post match. You know, there's uh, there's a good relationship there. I think amongst the squad. You know, and I think the new managers help that. He's very calm, very, you know, very eloquent in the way he speaks, rather better than I'm doing at the minute. But uh, it, I think if you're in the dressing room with John Massinho, he gets his point across, and it's quite yeah. simply made. And those footballers understand it. And I think that's what's making the difference. I promise you, we've not been talking before tonight's show, Kev, have we? Because you've just segged really nicely oh, <laughs> into the break. So thank you, Kev. Really appreciate it. John Messino, he will also be on the show tonight between now and seven o'clock as we head into the third and final part of tonight's edition of the Football Hour. We'll hear the post-match thoughts of the Blues head coach next. I know they're not going to stop. We need more of that. We've got two home games coming up now. We need to make that atmosphere at Fratton Park as, as good as it was and, and better against Sheffield Wednesday and Bolton. And again, probably like Colby Bishop, you, you run out of superlatives um, with the fans as well because um, yeah, they've put up a lot <laughs> with a lot of travel over the past few weeks and they've seen a couple of games where we haven't been at our best as well. And so, you know, fair play to them and long may it continue. 
Don't go anywhere. The third and final part of tonight's edition of the Football Hour is coming right your way in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, which today is celebrating its 17th birthday. So a big happy birthday to Express FM, formed on this day in 2006. So, yeah, very happy birthday and long may it continue here on the only radio station still to be on our great waterfront city of Portsmouth. You join us here tonight on the Football Hour, which is supported, as always, by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app either from the Apple app or Google Play Store, or you can head to stagecoachbus.com to find out even more information. Right, throughout the course of the show this evening, we've been asking you back home to get in touch. 81400 on the text. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. And we've had a few getting in touch, so a big thank you, first of all, to Marcus Deacons on the emails. Fantastic result and a clean sheet as well. And if we were only going to win one more away game this season, I've really wanted it to be that one. Really looking forward to hearing Barton's post-match interview. Well, we've heard that already now, Marcus. Although I'll probably have to watch it a few times as I'll miss most of it due to laughing so hard. Uh, would have would have been nice to see Bishop get his hat-trick, but still very happy with the result nonetheless. Although how costly do the defeats to Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday look now? Marcus Deacon's there on the emails. Linda Mail also on the emails. Good win on Saturday, and it's always good to win against the Joe Barton team. It's a shame we did not have his change of form with Mercedes our coach earlier when we went through our bad patch and who knows what could have happened then. I hope our recruitment team is trying to get a Matt Macy deal with Luton earlier rather than later. The way he's playing, he'll be attracting attention from other clubs. I hope we keep Bishop uh, Bishop, and resist selling him in the summer because more than 20 goals a season striker are not easy to come by for the price we want to pay. We would need, to, we would need his goals next season to get us out of League One finished Linda on the emails and that was my other question on social media this evening Reese Matt Macy currently on loan at Pompey from Luton Town there is a potential we know John Messino in recent weeks has stated that he wants to bring Matt Macy in on a permanent deal in the summer if he becomes available from the Hatters um, I think I can probably guess your answer, but c- given the performances he's had this campaign, the amount of saves he's pulled off and really the situations he's clawed Pompey out of, do you think that Matt Macy should be Pompey's permanent keeper next season? Should they be able to get him? 100%. Um, it's, it, he was one of them players who came in and you look on maybe social media or whatever, what other fans are saying, um, you know, who he's played for, and you, you see mixed uh, reviews of him, anything, oh, you know, what's he going to be like, or whatever, because I don't think Josh Griffiths had the, uh, you know, the most amazing time here, let's mm. say, um, and Macy's come in, and I don't really think he's put foot wrong at all, um, I think he's been absolutely superb, I think he's, he's uh, really, you know, put 
really, really, he's he's, he's been our last line of defence for us. You know, he, mm. you know, at times I think our defence this season has just been a bit um, shaky at times. And actually, I think he's shored them up in some situations, and that and that shows with the the, the, the clean sheets as well that we've got since Mustino Mustino has come in. So um, I think he's a massive part of that, and, and I would really love to see him. Um, back here next season but it just depends what you know what happens and, and what, what what the situation is yeah um, two Pompey players in the team of a week for Sky the League one um, team of a week this week and that was both Matt Macy who we've just been talking about there and Blues defender former Bristol City defender as well Riley Towler so big congratulations to both of them no Colby Bishop though uh, beaten by Burton Albion's Taylor and uh, Johnson Clark Harris of Peterborough United as well so yeah congratulations to both Matt Macy and Riley Towler uh, for uh, becoming involved in the team of a week for League One this week and uh, Luke on Twitter, um, 31 days after um, his tweet from February the 18th, when he said 14 points off sixth, 12 points from 20th. We are now 31 days later, seven points off sixth with a game in hand and 21 points from 20th relegation zone. Uh, so, yeah, fantastic stat there from Luke on Twitter. And uh, Harvey Marks, Colby Bishop is our player with the most chances created this season. As if 18 league goals wasn't enough. Imagine how many goals Clark Harris could have too. Colby's shot conversion percentage significantly higher than those who are around him as well. Yeah, shot conversion rate for Colby Bishop this season, 22.5%. Johnson Clark Harris, 15.1%. So Colby Bishop, even with the goals he's scoring, is putting away more chances in comparison to the ones that he's actually being supplied as well. So yeah, plenty of positives for Pompey heading into the final nine games of the season. A reminder, seven points from the playoff places, just a game in hand as well. There is a chance. There is a chance. Uh, Pompey head coach John Messino, he spoke to Max Swatton after the full-time whistle on Saturday afternoon. Well, John, a very pleasing victory here at the Memorial Stadium. What do you make of it? Yeah, I, exactly that. Really, really delighted with that. Off the back of what we've had over the past three weeks, those the seven games, uh, the run of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and that Sheffield Wednesday game sandwiched in between four away games, Bristol Rovers, Accrington, uh, Cambridge and, and Barnsley, that's, a, that's a, a monumental effort physically from, from the boys without a huge amount of change to the starting lineup as well, so they've managed to cope with that. Uh, so I think when we take all of those factors into account, um, we can come away from, from today and be really, really pleased with ourselves. We said in the week how difficult of a place this is to come. Rovers stood firm in their 4 4 2 shape. How did you successfully manage to break that down, get that first goal, and then go on from there to, to more or less control the game? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. In terms of in terms of their shape, we, we dealt with it very well early on, and we, we managed to um, you know, we added an extra man in the in the middle of the park, uh, and they you know they, they probably you know, we prepared for for both shapes that they played on Tuesday night against Wickham, but, but still when you're used to playing against one shape, and and, and Bristol Rovers came out and they played with two very narrow wide men, which sometimes meant that we were over, outnumbered in the middle of the park as well. I thought we, we did it really well. We tried to play some some really good football. We did. I think the first goal was probably, um, you know, I think Matt Macy's pass out to Sean. Everyone took a breath in, but you have to be brave on the ball and you have to sometimes uh, take some risks. And it was a really, really brilliant goal off the back of that. Probably struggled slightly with their shape in the second half, but that was why we made that tweak, bringing Michael Jacobs on and just pushing up a bit higher to get a bit of pressure on the ball. I thought the more we went on in the game with, with their centre-halves, um, sort of dominating possession I thought the worse it was going to become for us so yeah we decided to make that change and then when we got the second naturally I think we, we 
sort of sat back and we were slightly deeper. Um, but when you come away with a clean sheet and a victory away from home, you just have to be you know, you have to be very very happy. I think. Colby Bishop, you must be running out of superlatives to him. Not only the two goals for him today, but a really strong performance at the top of the park. What did you make of his display? Yeah, he's he's been brilliant. Uh, no, knew all about Colby because I've played against him and uh, if he was playing at that level I think he'd be a, a real threat he's playing above that level in terms of where he used to be and he's, he's improved I think he's, he's really improved since uh, since he's signed for Portsmouth and it, again the goals come as a reward for everything that he's been working on over the, however long that um, we've had this run he's brilliant in leading the line he's mobile he can hold the ball he can link play and like you saw today, he puts the ball in the back of the net when, when, he, when he needs to. And, and, you know, he deserved that penalty as well because I thought it was quite nice for him to, to pop up with that. So, yeah, just, just absolutely thrilled for, for him and, and for the team because it's a real reflection of what the, what the team do around Colby. Um, and they are yeah, absolutely loving him there. That's two wins on the road this week, along with two brilliant performances from the fans off the pitch. What's your message to them? <laughs> yeah, more, more of the same, please. More of the same. I, I think the... The Tuesday night at Accrington walked out and we maybe hoping for a bit more weather like today. And uh, it started snowing. I thought, oh my God, you've got to be really dedicated and committed to, to come out here. I think they had the option to, to go under the under the covers and, and in the stands and, and they didn't do it. And you know, I thought, you know what, fair play in the first half, standing behind the goal. It's like, honestly, at times, it's like you're, you're playing at home. Uh, and that's great. Um, and we just, I know they're not going to stop. We need more of that. We've got two home games coming up now. We need to make that atmosphere at Fratton Park as, as good as it was and, and better against Sheffield Wednesday and Bolton. Um, yeah, again, probably like Colby Bishop, you, you run out of superlatives um, with the fans as well because um, yeah, they've put up a lot <laughs> with a lot of travel over the past few weeks and I've seen a couple of games where we haven't been at our best as well. Uh, so, yeah, fair play to them and, and long may it continue. Blues head coach John Musino speaking to Max Watton after the full-time whistle um, against Bristol Rovers at the weekend. Um, I just want to replay actually part of that interview. He's brilliant in leading the line, he's mobile, he can hold the ball, he can link play and like you saw today he puts the ball in the back of the net when he needs to. Kev, um, am I the only one who hears someone else in that comment? I might be the only one if you can't think of anyone or who I'm referring to. What, are you talking about me? No, not talking about you. Just, who, who, who does that quote remind you of? Or am I the uh, only one? What, a current player? No, no, no. Don't worry. Reese, that, that, that quote from John Messino. He's brilliant in leading the line. He's mobile. He can hold the ball. He can link play. And like you saw today, he puts the ball in the back of the net when he needs to. Any idea what I'm talking about, Reese, or am I just going crazy? <laughs> <laughs> you just be able to say it because my brain ain't going anywhere either. Fair enough. I think you're on your own there, Jake. I'm on my own. I'm on my own. Well, that quote from John Messino really just reminds me of this. He can score with his left foot. He can score with his right foot. He can score from distance. He's probably the best poacher now in world football. He can score with penalties. And if you stick it in the box and hang it up there, he'll go and score with a header. And he might even score with a free kick. I do think he's the greatest football player that has ever lived. I'm obviously... Obviously the only one that got Gary Neville vibes from, from that sentence from John Messino. Anyway, talking about Harland, yeah? Sorry? Yeah. Was he talking about Harland? Yeah. I think he's actually talking about Colby Bishop, you know. <laughs> yeah, potentially. No, I think he's actually talking about Cristiano Ronaldo a couple of seasons ago. Anyway, uh -oh. moving on. Um, 
Pompey are away tomorrow evening, uh, Kev, in the Hampshire Senior Cup quarter final. They take on um, one of the biggest teams in Hampshire, AFC Bournemouth, famously known for not being in Hampshire. But they're in the Hampshire Senior Cup anyway. Pompey travelled to, to them tomorrow evening in the quarterfinal stage of the competition. And we're most likely going to see potentially the likes of Clark Robertson, who was back on the bench for Pompey on Saturday, potentially even Denver Hume, uh, Kieran Freeman maybe, a, uh, Freeman, sorry, maybe a start for either Toby Stewart or, or Josh Oluwimi. Harry Jett White as well, potentially um, travelling with the squad to AFC Bournemouth tomorrow. Not a game that we're covering here on Express FM, Kev, but it'd be a nice one to, to get a victory in, wouldn't it? especially considering the opponents, again, not in Hampshire. Absolutely, yes, the uh, the, the Dorset Senior Cup. Um, well, it's, you know, it's Portsmouth Football Club, isn't it? And um, let's just keep a winning run going, whatever team's going out there. It's like when we were playing in the, you know, in the um, EFL Trophy, there was, there was that boycott season, but it was still a Portsmouth Football Club team representing us out there. Mm. And um, given the support they need, and they said they do win. Absolutely. It's quarterfinals, isn't it? It is quarterfinals, yes. Semi-final yeah. place at stage for both teams. 7pm kickoff at the Vitality Stadium. Tickets can be brought on the AFC Bournemouth website, not the Pompey website, unfortunately. Kev Stokes, a very quick score prediction if you do. Uh, we're going to win that one, 3-1. 3-1 Pompey, love it. Cheers, Kev. Um, a score prediction, please, from Mr Rhys Harding. Uh, well, I'm going to that, so hopefully a 2-1. Well. Yep, lovely stuff. Cheers, Reese. I'll also be going to the game as well. Really looking forward to that one, as we're not covering it here on Express Fun, unfortunately. Be nice to be in the away end, per se. Anyway, the next instalment of Pompey Live will be coming this Saturday when the Blues take on Port Vale at Fratton. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Pompey grabbed another three points on the road on Saturday. Blackbait down, Bishop off the post and in! Next, Port Vale are the visitors of Fratton Park. Can Pompey push on towards the playoff places? All of the unmissable action will be right here on Pompey Live, Saturday from 2pm. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Well, yeah, as I mentioned, the next Pompey Live will be this Saturday uh, at Fratton Park, 2pm for a three o'clock kickoff for the Blues. They take on Port Vale in League One. That game has not been called off due to international call-ups. Pompey, of course, um, only receiving two, with Joe Morrell on duty with Wales and Dane Scarlett with the England under-20s. I'll be joined by two more Pompey fans this Friday to pick apart all of the action from tomorrow's game against AFC Bournemouth in the uh, Hampshire Senior Cup quarter final and we'll preview that game against Port Vale at the weekend. Big thank you to both my guests for this evening's edition of the show. First of all, our very own Kev Stokes of That 80 Show. You're live tonight, Kev. Yes, nine o'clock tonight, two hours of the best indie alternative post-punk star and new wave tracks. Love Join to hear it. Can. Love to hear it. I'm sure they will. Kev, thank you very much for joining us. Reese Harding as well on the show throughout the course of the evening. Reese, it's been a pleasure as always and I will see you tomorrow. You will indeed. Thank you very much, and hopefully we win. Hopefully we win. Hopefully we beat the not Hampshire team in the Hampshire Senior Cup and progress to the semi-final stage of the competition. I'll be joined, as I mentioned, by two more Pompey fans on Saturday for the next instalment of the Football Hour. Jeff and Ada are up next with the Soft Rock Show from 7 through till 9, and that is when Kevin Stokes returns uh, with that 80 show from 9 through to 11. But until the next time, Pompey fans, thank you very much for listening to the show this evening. It's been a pleasure, as always. Have a great evening, and good night.